Good morning. The 11th day of July, 2020, Sports Saturday on the air. We've got to say thank you to our benefactors, Chaz Epler. None bigger, Dr. Ed Benishunis, than CACL Financial, 1800 West Market Street in the city of Pottsville. They're always open online at CACLFCU.org. Check them out at their newest location along the Port Carbon St. Clair Highway with great drive-up banking. Six years in a row, voted the number one lending institution in our area. Why is that? Because you won't find a better fiduciary relationship anywhere. Thank you, BG's Value Markets. Four convenient locations for your shopping experience. Check them out. Millersburg, Jonestown, Pine Grove, and Minersville. They've got aisles upon aisles of grocery shopping savings. Also, don't forget this summer grilling season. When you got the irons hot, there's no meat fresher than at BG's Value Markets. If their meat was any fresher... You'd have to slap it. And Gears Dairy. Sip on, Schuylkill County. Summer's made for sipping. It's the new raspberry iced tea, regular tea, and the diet decaf raspberry tea. It's delicious. It's not too sweet. It's not too mellow. It's just perfect. And thank you, sir. Yes, I will let the cat out of the bag. You did indeed have a bottle on my porch when I came home, a half gallon of the diet decaf raspberry tea. When I came back from assignment, it was sitting there. Tied up nicely in a bag, and uh, I appreciated that. Yeah. It was still cold when I got home. Wow, that's because I wasn't uh, there much uh, before the, uh, you probably arrived. But don't forget Gears Dairy. They got the full dairy line from whole milk to skid milk, the orange juice to get to your Saturday morning kicked off just right. And, of course, there's delicious iced tea and fruit drink products featuring the new raspberry and diet decaf raspberry. Sip on, Schuylkill County. So, my friend, a whole bevy of stuff happening yesterday well, uh, in the sports world. Mm-hmm. We've uh, gotten everybody from the NBA. We're in the Disney complex. It's the so-called bubble of the NBA <laughs> as uh, they are all there. 37 people allowed from each team, Chaz. That includes the players, the coaches, uh, training staff, and front office personnel, so uh, not nowhere near what they normally take out on the traveling no, road shows. You no, know, you know what was pretty cool, though? They have, like, ballrooms set up, I guess, in, in, in one of the hotels. And uh, every team, well, not every team, every team was allowed to bring their playing surface. Yeah. And a lot of the teams did, and they set them up right next to each other, like, yeah. in a row. It was pretty wild to see it. Yeah, you just don't want to get it, as, as Larry would say, you don't want to get a lot of arch on that ball because uh, you might be taken out of chandelier. <laughs> but it, it was pretty neat to see uh, uh, the way they set things up there. Uh, I believe they're in the wide world of sports complex there in Disney. Mm-hmm. Uh, also there, I didn't realize this, but also there <clears throat> in Orlando in uh, Disney is uh, Major League Soccer. Uh, they're playing yeah. some games down there. They have a there. tournament to open their season there. Yeah, yeah. everybody picked Florida. Crazy. Florida was one of the places where the pandemic is spiking. But, uh, you know, it's, 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 you know, hey, it's a different world we live in, Edward. That's for sure. Yeah, that is for sure. So it's great to see that the, the NBA will be getting back to action. Uh, NHL has announced that they are ready to go back to action. It all gets underway. Uh, I think it's Saturday, August 1st. It is. Breaking. Noon. Hold on. Let's just get this right, right done real quick. Not that fast, my friend. 
We'll get the breaking news after I get through my NHL story <laughs> as the NHL will re-hit the frozen pond sorry, in Toronto for in right, Edmonton, Canada. <laughs> as, uh, yeah, I, I think the first game for those uh, of us that are fly guys or fly gals, I believe our first uh, game will be uh, Sunday, August 2nd. I, I could confirm that here in a few seconds. Uh, but go ahead. Give us your breaking news. Are you sure? Yeah, go ahead. Are you sure? Go ahead. Well, everybody we talk to, you, me, anybody in, involved in the uh, sports reporting arena locally gets keeps getting asked the question, you think we'll have football? You think we'll have football? Yeah. We're football. Well... New Jersey take a bold step yesterday. Are you ready? Yeah. While the New Jersey high school football teams begin practice July 13th, regular season games won't begin until October 2nd. Yesterday, the New Jersey State Interscholastic Athletic Association announced revisions to its return-to-play plan. For now, high school football teams will begin working out July 13th and continue until August 28th, which would have been week zero of the regular season there. And uh, last week, last month, they canceled the week zero games. But uh, phase one of the summer workout period with limited contact in small groups, uh, beginning J- August 29th, teams will go into a two-week hiatus during which only virtual meetings will be permitted and only related to in-season fall sports. Oh. Fall practice, then, will start on the 14th, followed by the regular season starting October 2nd. In a, in a quote, high school sports are school-based, so we need to first ensure all is in order with the opening of our schools, mm-hmm. Colleen McGuire, the chief operating officer, stated. After that, we can begin playing sports. So their goal is to return to play while making sure that health, safety, emotional well-being, and academics come first. And they have a different model than some other types of programs that are fall smaller in scale and operate independently. They just want to make sure that their kids are safe. Now, New Jersey's six-game regular season will end on November 7th and be followed by a shortened postseason that will run from November 13th through the 22nd. Schools that do not participate in the postseason may continue to play until November 22nd, with the exception being Thanksgiving football games, they are permissible after November 22nd at each school's discretion. No other fall sports competition will be allowed after November 22nd. Isn't there one of those at the uh, uh, Thanksgiving games, Phillipsburg and Easton or something, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I thought they were a, Phil, uh, a Thanksgiving Day matchup. It's going to be interesting. So I think it's real, real, real interesting that... They're taking the predictions, it appears, of things that get heated up here in August with a second wave after Thanksgiving and compacting everything in between. <laughs> I, I don't know if that second wave is going to wait till uh, after Thanksgiving. You know what I mean? I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> That's what it seems like. They're, because yeah. you, look, look at most of the college return plans have been, 
we want you here August 24th, and we want you out before Thanksgiving, and well, don't come back. The, the reason why that is with college uh, uh, places, Chaz, is because, I mean, a lot of people would have a week off there for Thanksgiving, would return home mm-hmm. uh, to their respective wherever. So to cut down on that uh, COVID that could be transmitted, uh, like if uh, a kid lives in Virginia or a kid lives in Florida, he flies to Florida, comes back, and now all of a sudden you have a whole residence hall affected. Uh, I mean, it's a cut back on that. So, I mean, that does make oh, sense. Listen, but this listen, makes sense. I'm not saying it, none of it doesn't make any. It makes complete sense. But it looks like people are fearful of what's coming winter 2020 to 2021. Yeah. And they're also concerned about hearing about this wave that's going to crash in August. And then looking for everything just to kind of squeeze in between. And uh, to me, that's... That's incredible tarot card reading. Yeah, I mean, right now you could just, I mean, you could call this whole thing like Ouija board-ish. You know, like Ouija well, board. Yeah, I mean, you, you get the you get the Ouija board out and you ask it, is there going to be this or is there going to be that? And, you know, wherever the, the little indicator goes, yes, no, maybe so. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, one of the things you've got to look at, Chaz, is, I mean, at least New Jersey has stepped up and stepped out and says, you know what, we don't want any speculation. We're going to give you the guidance now. Rather sooner than later. That's true. Yeah, I mean, where yeah, I mean, here in the state of Pennsylvania, we're sitting around saying, "Well, what's going to happen?" And that has been in talking to those that are more active in the sport of high school football than we. That has been one of their biggest gripes. I don't know if it's necessarily a gripe, but a concern. Uh, you know, are the unanswered questions the at least make a decision and tell us what it's going to look like, family. Uh, you know, let me know what to expect and how to how to prepare. And yeah. from there, I'll take it and we'll run with it. But they don't feel as if they know. They're sitting and right now it's, you know, voluntary workouts Do are that. happening. Yeah. Okay. As schools pass their re-socialization of sports pandemic pamphlets and guidance. <laughs> okay. So wow. some schools got the jump and immediately got that through. Looked over by medical professionals, stamp of approval, done. A lot of school boards meet towards the end of months, don't meet in certain months, which means their kids can't do anything until those people, uh, those nine members of their their school district, sit down and say, yes, pass the proof, put it on the website, send it to PDE, PIAA, whoever it needs to go to. And uh, so there are some schools that are able to work out and have been doing some organized voluntary workouts while others are kind of still going through the virtual, Hey, do this, do this, do this. We can't get together. You know, we can't do this because their school hasn't gotten that plan together yet. Um, you know, there, there, there was very little, there was some guidance on what has to happen, but it, it's up to the individual school district to put this stuff out. And I mean, you would, think maybe that this would have all been worked out together by our area school districts sitting in a zoom conference or whatever hammering out one plan saying here it is uh i think i spoke to you about that i think we've had this conversation where yeah, i mean there was i mean remember every school was supposed to come out with with their with their <clears throat> plan and uh, I told you, like, that equals, what, 550 different plans across the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania that had to be approved by somebody. 
and that there wouldn't be a consistency uh, in that uh, thing. And why didn't we just have one person write the plan and say, this is what you're going to do? Uh, right. But, yeah, I mean, obviously uh, our, you know, thoughts aren't really, you know, mean much more than what we say here. And, and, the, and the airwaves of which are free go out upon. <laughs> okay, you can take our thoughts and uh, it won't get you a cup of coffee anywhere. It won't get you uh, nothing. But, yeah, I mean, it, for 550 schools to write a different plan at every school was just asinine. Uh, I mean, somebody should have just stepped up in the State Department of Health, uh, the State Department of Education, the PIAA, whoever should have just stepped up and says, this is the plan. Now, if you would like to add to the plan, if it be stricter, yes, you cannot loosen the plan at all. Okay, and and this is what we're going to look at. Exactly like how it is with the concussion protocol. The concussion protocol is the plan. It is what it is. There's no ifs, ands, buts, or anything about it. You do not get the, the, as John uh, Powers talked about it, that power to have... um, uh, Carte blanche? No, not carte blanche. Uh, I'm trying to think. uh, A judgment. It's straightforward. It's, you know, I mean... Th- oh, that is yeah, what it is. That man never lives by judgment. No, no, he does not. Yeah, why are you picking on my partner? He's not your partner. Yeah. Only yeah. when I'm asking. Obviously, you haven't found out yet. He hasn't spoken to you since you returned. We've got some plans, Stan. We've got plans, Stan. Don't look amazed. I can talk. I'm a good, good negotiator. He used to be your partner, your ex-partner. <laughs> <laughs> but no, seriously. I mean, they, they I'll bet just... you a dollar to a mouthful of urine and you can... Hey, 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 hey. This is a family-rated program. Stop it now. Stop it. You want to talk like that, you go somewhere else. Stop it. But this a dozen the... donuts? Dollar to a dozen donuts? No, 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 no. A dozen donuts is much more than a dollar. <laughs> Trust me, I... I've eaten a dozen or two in my life. Well, not I, all at one sitting, I hope. No, no, no. That would uh, up the cholesterol. Hey, you never know. You know what I did last uh, Saturday? What? Watch the hot dog championships. Oh, yeah, Joey Chestnut. Yeah, I watched Joey, the Devour I, 75. 70, 75. Uh, I had the, the, the facts uh, last Saturday. I'm not sure if I, I did them in my show or did I do them in the oldie show when uh, I covered for you. You know, we are both two very large individuals. I can't. Wow. Uh, there is no, no way I could no. eat competitively like that. No, no, I can't. I, mean, I couldn't we're do it. big guys. Let's yeah. not mince words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't eat 75 Watching Joey Chestnut reminded me of watching Mike Farr at a buffet. Oh, come on now. Leave Mike Farr alone. The buffets are closed. He's in mourning. The buffets are not all. Oh, yeah, they are open now, but uh, <laughs> he's very upset about it. Stop picking on Why are you picking on him? I'm engaging to see if he's listening, that's all. Why do you always, always have to fire him up? <laughs> Bring him to, to the level of where he's quiet. He's like that sleeping bear. You let it alone. Yeah, I guess. You know what I mean? You don't wake it up because it's going to come and steal your bird feeder. You know what I mean? The seed's out of your feeder. And he always schools you, my friend. Don't forget, folks, that. Uh... If you're a Pennsylvania hunter or fur bearer, oh yeah, your license. If you plan on pursuing the antlerless deer, are due Monday. Doesn't it seem like that comes earlier and earlier every year? Your your your, your applications are due earlier and earlier every year. I, I think it's all dependent upon the way 
of the calendar. It always seems like it's that second Monday, you know, and it's it's just it, – I thought it used to be the third Monday, but it, it seems like they pushed it back to the second Monday of, uh, of July now. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be uh, an interesting hunting season. Uh, nonetheless, is uh, Sunday hunting for the first time in the history of uh, – uh, modern day, I guess you could say, because I, I believe they uh, had Sunday hunting at one point and then did away with it in like 19-something or other. Now back here, I mean, a lot of us are going to be hunting for the first time on a Sunday for large game. You could always hunt like uh, uh, crows and uh, what are those other things that they call? What do they call a, a groundhog? They don't call it a groundhog. A woodchuck. Yeah, that's what they call them, a woodchuck. Yeah, yeah. How much wood could a woodchuck chuck, chuck if a woodchuck wood chuck, could chuck, chuck wood? wood? Yeah. You know, so yes, just remember that those are uh, due on Monday morning. Now, baseball now. returns to WPPA. On the 22nd? It'll be a little earlier, actually. 20? The uh, 24th is when the regular season will kick off. Mm-hmm. Right now, any of those uh, quote-unquote tune-up games, I guess there's three on the schedule. Some of those can be heard here on WPPA. Oh. We're going to start our coverage with those. Uh, we still have some classics through next week, but uh, once uh, they start to getting into those three-game uh, extended spring training 2.0 games, we will 2.0. air some of those. Um, we're also looking to have local baseball on the radio on July 21st. Wow. We're going to try to put together a uh, special night of Legion baseball Schuylkill Valley and Tamaqua will be the subject. Uh, they are going to honor the senior members of those Legion teams, graduating senior class members of oh, those teams very that nice. night. And they're looking for a, a big show at uh, the style CACL Complex at Steidle Field. And we are hopeful that that will be uh, on the air. So some local sports cool. returning. July 21st here on WPPA, so that's going to be exciting. The Phillies open up with the Miami Marlins on June 21st. July, July, July. July 24th. See what happens when you're gone for two weeks? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. well, it was from June to July you were gone. It was, it was. And no, thank you for caring. It was not any uh, forced time off. It was vacation time off. But uh, 7.05 start. That night, 6.30 airtime. Miami for three games, then the Yankees for three games at Citizens Bank Park. Cool. No fans in attendance. Then they will travel to the Bronx for a pair. Then they're going to play Toronto, wherever Toronto will be playing at. Sources are saying Florida, not above the border. Then they are in Miami. Seems to all make sense. Come back for Atlanta, Baltimore, and then a three-game series with the mess. <laughs> Relax there. Then there's two in Beantown in the middle of August. Then it's going to be pretty neat to watch them actually play these interleague uh, division, in a traditional interleague division rivals, now with the realignment and stuff. It's going to be cool. It is going to be cool. Then they travel to Atlanta, to Washington. Then Atlanta and Washington come in for some games. Then they're back in New York for the Mets four times. Boston comes to Philadelphia in September. Maybe fans will be allowed in, and our buddy next door there can go catch the Boomtown Rats in Philadelphia. Hey, hey, Beantown Rats, not the Boomtown. Then back to Miami, then the Mets are at home, Toronto's at home, and then uh, they close out the season on the road at Washington and at Tampa Bay. So that's it will be the 60-game cool. schedule for the Philadelphia Phillies. And, 
It's interesting, you know, the sports report you had this morning about the players that are now starting to say, uh, no, thank you. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think that the, one of the people you're going to see may be one of those Phillies players saying, no, thank you here shortly. Uh, I think your uh, $300, $300 million man may be one of those ones that will say, no, thank you uh, here in a few uh uh, days, but the, I mean, it, it, like I always said, is if you're going to do it, you're, you're making a decision based on not money. You're making a decision based on your life and your family's lives. Okay, I, I, I mean, you're not making it based on well, they're only going to pay me so much. Well, you know what? The rest of us who are fans sacrificed, and and some of us haven't gotten paid the same, or some of us, you mean, didn't get paid at all, or you mean, mm-hmm. some of us, you mean, that might be living on a reduced uh, payment. So you've got to, uh, what you call it, be, you know, I mean, the same way as, uh, yeah, the same way you have to react. Uh, as uh, people who are watching you. So, you know what, just because you're prorated salary and you're not happy with it, well, you know what, I'm not happy with my prorated salary either, but, you know, I mean, I still have a family and, and, and mounts to provide for, so I've got to go and do what I've got to do, you know what I mean, says the average fan. So, hey, get out there and play. But if you make the decision based on your health, your family's health, your wife is pregnant, you're going to have a little baby or something like that, I can understand it to a point, but be, I mean, because you're mad because you're going to get a prorated salary, that's chicken caca. You know, I could see a lot of guys not wanting to catch. Yeah, I really could see people don't want to get behind the dish because that's where you're in the closest proximity. I mean, I heard John last week about the guy sliding into second base and yeah, you know, those kind of things. It's not um, as crazy as being an umpire or a catcher. You know, yeah. plus the hitter going in there, you know. Yeah. But you know what, Chaz? This is a great opportunity for to test out the new robotic umpires. Remember they remember that whole no, controversy? No, yeah. no, great time. I would rather the umpire go behind the pitcher's mound. Well, why don't they just step the remember umpire Johnny back? Lafey. Johnny Lafey used to be behind the pitcher's yeah. mound all the time. God rest him. Yep. yep the umpire can't good. step back because he'll have an obstructed view. He's going to have to either be where he is or behind the mound. And you know, I but why I am he step, not. Why I am step, not for computer calling balls and strikes. Why? Why don't he step back and uh, to to one side? Can't see the plate. If he How steps, often have you been in an umpire's gear and crouched behind a catcher? No, never. It's hard did enough. You when see, you're did close. you see my buddy Delmar take one one time? Mm-hmm. We saw that. No, no. I've been in that situation. But you what, cannot if, get any so farther if, back behind the plate and call balls and if strikes. If I step back and take a step or three steps to the right, no, sir, you're going to miss. A, you're going to miss half of the plate for a right-handed batter. I'm not going to see it. You're not going to. All right, I'll go down with you. You're not going to be able to uh, to handle that. Okay, I got you. <laughs> You're, you're, you're not. Even, you. You're either not going to be able to get from the knees to the waist, or you're not going to be able to get part of the plate. There is no place back there that you can move. You know, you can you can kind of duck to left or right shoulder of a catcher, but if you go backwards and off of that, mm-hmm. how are you going to tell if it's over the plate if you're okay. off to the side? So why don't we wear a face mask, or a, we put plastic plexiglass in in the shields, right? I guess that'll keep you. A lot of them wear those hockey-style masks. I, would you be able to breathe? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just giving know. you ideas here. I'm yeah, throwing I mean, out ideas. I, I, don't, I don't know. You'd probably have to, at that point, Mike, well, maybe not because, I mean, nobody else is there. I mean, you have the motions. 
But, uh, you know, <laughs> would, would you be able to hear foul ball, um, dead ball, uh, those kind of calls? You know, and, and think about it. When, when an umpire or a catcher is going to move from behind the plate, catchers flip the mask off to look up. Yeah. Ooh, excuse me. They don't wear them. When they're when they're looking up to catch a, a pop up behind would, the plate, it would be attached. It would be attached inside the mask. Yeah, I mean that. that well, the, what the, happens when they take them off? That, like the plate umpire will take his mask off to move up the line or to move around and make. It's a call. attached to the. the it, it's molded around. Yeah, I mean, plastic is pretty neat. You could like heat it up and mold it, and so it could be molded right along the back of the bars. No, I hear what you're saying. And yes, that would stop when you have the mask on. But when you take the mask off to oh, make the call, how often? You mean how close are they standing? He can't make that call six feet away from that catcher. Maybe as he's making a catch. Maybe. Come on. What? Come on. Have you ever been in the position? No, but I'm just saying. Well, that's what I'm six to feet you. away, uh, I could. You mean we're six feet away now? Mm-hmm. Can I see if you catch the ball or not? Yes. Yeah. You're not going to fool me. You know what I mean. I don't have to be standing over your shoulder to watch you catch a foul ball. Is that going to be the first thought when I take this mask off? I have to be six feet away from everybody. No, no. But you mean is there? You mean here's the thing: is that catcher as he's looking up, or that player as he's looking up? Is he coughing? You think he's going to sneeze at that moment? Do you think he's going oh, to so you spit can control it. at that moment? You can control that sneeze. For the most part, how many times do you see somebody reaching up to get a foul ball or, or, or catch a fly ball and you see him sneezing? Come on, be realistic. When was the last time you seen somebody sneeze when they put their hand up to catch a foul ball? Is it just sneezing? What if he yells, I got it? Okay, he yells, I got it. But, I mean, you're out in open space a little bit. You're not confined in this radio booth, room. Come on. Let's see. I mean, I understand, I mean, the whole thing. But, I mean, if they take that fa- they, they take that off and, and the plastic shield's on, on or, what are the chances? Okay, I'm not. Uh, I'm. I'm very. I'm, I'm for a mask. Okay, I. I uh, I'm for a mask. But yeah, I mean, uh, number one. Yeah, I mean, it's not good. Uh, never mind. You. You. So I have you worked up? No. Yes, I do. No. <laughs> it was my turn. See, being away for a while gets you relaxed and calm down. It gives you pushing points for the doctor. Yeah. Come on, think about it. You don't get worked up that easily. No, I don't. But you're talking dumb. Am I? Yeah. You're, you're talking. Why? Because I didn't like your face mask idea? No, I don't. If you don't I like, like it. the idea. I think it's a good idea for, for when they're in. But like I said, what do you do if? And really, there's nothing you can do about it. That's right. That's that's the point. There's that's nothing right. you can do about it. Yeah, I mean, think about it. That guy, that guy's throwing a, a, the, the pitch. I know you're anxious for more professional sports to get back in the fray. I know you are, but and it's okay. I get it. I I I'm, I, I am, but I'm not. I don't know. And it's a story to come. I, I'm very, you know, wishy-washy. I'm not sure. That's because there's so much information that you don't know if it's real or not, and what to believe, and which way to turn. Yeah. And that's the way we're living right now. And that's yeah. the crazier part. But you know what? I'm a little excited. For what? I'm a little excited that we get to talk to another new coach in the area. Yeah. Last week we had uh, Eric Moucheron on. He was the new head coach of the Super Duper Mono Area Lady Bears. boy, Bernie. And this week we're going to talk to Will Bracey, the new coach of the North Schuylkill Spartans basketball program. And we have Will coming up around the corner here on WPPA Sports Saturday. See what's going on in the land of Sparta. 
in beautiful downtown Fountain Springs this morning. As we return on Sports Saturday on AM 1360, 106 FM around the world at WPPARadio.com. Miss the podcast? Don't forget. Or miss the show. We're a podcast. Don't forget it. Find us at anchor.fm. Apple, Google, Spotify. We're there. Just search us up. WPPA Sports Saturday. Does your bank come to mind when you think about the best things in your life? If not, consider a financial institution who has the experience in customer satisfaction. At CACL Financial, we've been voted the best bank in Schuylkill County for six years in a row. If you live, work, or worship in Schuylkill County, then CACL can help you with your financial needs. We have top quality products like free checking, lower fees, and better deposit rates than the competition. CACL Financial's goal is to deliver quality financial services to our members. Find out for yourself how it feels to work with a financial institution that's committed to helping you. Now, even more convenient with our newest location on the Port Carbon St. Clair Highway with easy in and out drive through banking and a state of the art ATM. CACL Financial voted the best bank in Schuylkill County six years in a row in Pottsville and now on the Port Carbon St. Clair Highway. Trust CACL Financial committed to your customer satisfaction. Summer is here, and the folks at Gears Dairy are proud to introduce the newest member of their iced tea family, Raspberry Tea, the Schuylkill County's oldest full-service family-owned dairy along Tumblin Run Road. Gears Dairy Raspberry Iced Tea and Diet Decaf Raspberry are the perfect blends, not too sweet, not too mellow, perfectly refreshing. Summer's for sipping on the porch or a day trip to the beach with the full line of Gears Iced Teas, including their newest flavor, Raspberry, and half gallons in plastic pints. Sip on, Schuylkill County. Cash Jazz and uh, a man that knows podcasts and a man that knows uh, a little bit of things about basketball, playing on the hardwoods of the region. Uh, name the new head coach of the North Schuylkill Spartans, uh, former Penn State Schuylkill uh, graduate, uh, alumni of the uh, local campus, uh, played under the uh, tutelage of Travis Williams at the local campus, and it's Will Bracey joining us here this morning. Good morning, Coach Bracey. Good morning, good morning. How are you guys this morning? We're doing all right, and Coach, well, it's a first stop in a head coaching career, but not Really a mystery to the North Schuylkill program. It seems you've been involved with North Schuylkill for a couple of years now, so uh, familiarity with the team. Yeah, yeah, I have a strong rapport with our guys, and uh, I'm just so excited and ready to get going. I'm just blessed to be able to have this opportunity. You know, well, when, when you have been a part of a program, and a program that's had its ups and downs, and, you know, you've had many roles in many different levels, what does it take in your mind coming in now as the leader of that program and taking over and putting your stamp on what's about to happen. So it's going to take a lot of uh, dedication and time and uh, being able to put in the right amount of time and not being afraid to stay the extra hours to really um, put my stamp on the program and what I want to do with our guys. But I'm really, I'm really excited. My guys work hard. Um, they come in every day with a good attitude. So I think we're going to have a pretty good season. Will, you know, I talked a little bit about uh, your uh, time at the uh, local Penn State Schuylkill and under Travis Williams. Travis Williams, of course, uh, one of the Iron Five from the Schuylkill Haven uh, glory days of when they went to the state championship and no stranger to the game of basketball around the area. Have you reached out to Coach Williams and, and got some uh, pointers? Yeah, so me and uh, Coach Williams, uh, we talk very often. So he's one of my 
uh, biggest supporters, and I'm sort of off of his coaching tree now, I guess you could say. Uh, he's He's been a great a great year. He's someone I can always go talk to when I have questions or um, just shoot stuff off of him, and he'll bounce back his ideas because he's been around the game so long. So it's, it's really great to have someone so knowledgeable, uh, like right in your corner. So he's helped me a lot. I've talked to him through this whole process and um, transitioning from playing to coaching, and he's been a big part of uh, – my transition. You know, well, when you take a look at your history back through basketball, you talk about Coach Williams at Penn State Schuylkill. But along the way, I mean, your career, Lebanon Christian School, and then you worked yourself through some college. You played some semi-pro basketball. What have you picked up along the way that you could pass along to youngsters? So playing at the different levels, it's, it's just so great to see, like, the, the change of speed, um, just little details, like be playing under different coaches, especially at uh, high school and college. Um, and learning different plays, different variations, um, different ways to guard ball screens, you sort of pick up little tidbits each step. I think playing professionally might have helped me the, uh, the most just because I had a coach that coached at the high school level, college level, and the professional level. Um, and he was just so knowledgeable. He was willing to uh, share his information with me. And I just the more you play the game, the more you're around the game, um, the more knowledgeable you become. And I wasn't always the best, the most athletic player. So I really relied on my um, my IQ and um, knowledge of the game to sort of help me get by. Will, you know, you, you bring up a very good point. And, and we talk about this a lot here on uh, Sports Saturdays. You know, some of these smaller schools uh, don't have the bevy of athletes and don't go, you know, uh, 10, 13 men deep uh, on a basketball bench. And uh, you have to take maybe that number you know, four and five guy that maybe wouldn't make it somewhere else, but they're going to make your squad may not be like what you said, the most athletic, but have the understanding and are a scholar of the game. It happens more than people would actually think, but those are uh, like we, what we like to call glue, uh, glue players. So those players are like your heart, your soul. Um, and, and if they could play hard and give their effort, that, that becomes contagious. And that's one thing that um, I really love about the game is seeing those guys, seeing those guys play and grow and how their teammates latch onto them. They might not be the best player, but they see that effort and it becomes contagious on the court. Well, it seems you're a uh, fan of the uh, speed game, so to speak, at, at basketball, at the basketball level in chaos. I saw a quote where you said you want to bring chaos onto the floor a little bit. What does that mean? So it's organized chaos. It's not... It's not just going out there doing whatever you want, but uh, it just means we're gonna we're gonna pressure a little bit. Uh, I'm a man that believes in pushing the ball up the court, getting it up, and uh, trying to get good shots early, and just putting pressure on the defense. You want to always have the defense on their heels, and um, we want to be able to punch and punch and punch, and hopefully get a knockout punch. You know, it seems like you're a, a, a fan of discipline. And I, 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 does that go back into uh, some service that you did, which I want to thank you for doing, but being a part of that environment too, does that spill over into the coaching a little bit, getting kids a little more disciplined? Yeah, my military background helped me a lot throughout my life. And um, the attention to detail. So when you're in the military, it's every little detail matters because um, one mistake, one thing you do uh, can have a dramatic effect on you and the people around you so I've always taken that with me from the military and it sort of helped me become organized since I've come out and with basketball especially um, having those little details knowing when to slip knowing when to roll on the screen knowing when to back cut and that stuff and, and trying to teach that to the players 
they have to have that discipline of the game, and that's something that uh, the military helped me install um, and sort of teach. So it's been a great help for me. Well, you know, Chaz talked about, I mean, in your earlier days, Lebanon Christian and uh, Penn State Schuylkill, you've been under uh, Kai Wartman, and uh I mean, what have you seen where maybe Schuylkill League basketball's a little bit different from the other places? So it's tough in the Schuylkill League. There's so many really good teams um, from top to bottom. So there's no there's no break in the season. Um, one one day you might have to play Blue Mountain, and then on the next Tuesday you're playing Pottsville. Then you have the Jim Thorpe and Lee Heighton and Panther Valleys, and it's just so tough. They come in, they play hard. Um, play that man-to-man defense they get in your face so you don't get a break especially being in Super League Division One. so each game is a battle and uh, that's one thing that I always like to preach it's uh, hard to win a game in general so especially in the Super League it's uh, tough tough goings for uh, every I have to play in it you know, Will, that's a, a almost sounds like somebody who has been around the area for about 30 or 40 years because it, it seems like the, the every coach we talk to pretty much sums it up the same way. Is it's a tough defensive ball game. Everybody's in your face, and anybody could win day in and day out. And that's, a, I mean, it's just a tough grind when you're talking about the, the season. But that prepares our teams for the postseason, and we've seen success for that for the last few years. And what's it going to take for the Spartans? to get back into the postseason this year? So we're going to have to work hard. We're going to have to come in um, from day one with the mindset of getting better each day. I'm a big component of um, what we do in practice, how we handle ourselves in practice, and the way we go about our practice is going to show on the court. So we have to come in day one and uh, do the things the right way. I want to see our players play the right way, um, have the right attitude, come in, respect the game, and if we do what – we are supposed to in practice and we work hard i think that we'll be able to get back to the postseason i think we'll be able to make some noise well when you when you when you look at it coming in and those things that you want to instill in your team you know having the opportunity of those kids to know you already know what you expect know what you want to happen that's got to make this a little bit easier for you i would think yes yes and no um there's always going to be challenges. Uh, as a first-year head coach, I know that I may have some ups and downs, and us as a team, we may have some ups and downs. So it is nice to have that familiarity. We can't take anything for granted just because we've been together. doesn't mean that we can't come in and work hard on, and slack off. So it's, it's a, a fine balance, but I'm glad I know the guys. The guys know me. So it, it will help the transition, but it can, it goes both ways. It's, uh, it's good, but you don't want to lean on that as uh, – as your main component. You know, it's interesting that I also see where you've said at North Schuylkill, it's, it's like a family. Um, was that a little easier in putting your hat in the ring, so to speak, for the position? Yeah. Um, first off, I didn't, I wasn't uh, thrilled when Ty left, but I always wanted to be a head coach, and um, I was. that's what I was working towards um, as being an assistant, and I was studying day in and day out. So when uh, I got the call and he's talking to me and saying that he was, he might be done. Um, I told him that I would love to step in, and um, I would just love to be here. Um, like I said, they gave me my first opportunity to coach, and when the opportunity came, I wasn't going to um, let that slip away, so I did everything I could and put my name in. Um, had mock interviews after mock interviews with uh, previous coaches and friends. Um, it's something that I really wanted, and um, I wasn't going to let that opportunity pass me by. You know, in watching you coming through, 
um, in covering North Schuylkill games when they play against Pottsville and watching you as a JV coach. There's one distinct difference, though, that I noticed between you and Ty Wartman. You don't get too up. You don't get too down. You're just kind of monitoring things and, and watching the flow of the game. And I, and I don't really see you jump jumping too high or getting too low on anything. Where, uh, boy, Ty used to get red in the face, but uh, you seem to have a handle on that. How, I guess, difficult is it to control that? It's hard. Uh, playing the game, coaching the game, um, and just being like having a passion for it, it's real hard to keep that emotion level leveled all the time. I know sometimes I'm even watching basketball games that my friends are playing in and summer leagues and whatnot, and I can feel my body sort of getting amped up, but that's when it comes back to the military where they tell you you have to be even kill all the time. You can't get too high, you can't get too low. Um, the most dangerous person is the one that you don't know that uh, you're thinking of what they're doing. And if I could get my players to buy into that and we can be even kill, when teams go on runs, we'll be able to fight back because we know it's not the end of the day. Uh, basketball is a game of runs. So I try to keep myself composed so my players know that um, we're, we're okay and that we're going to be able to come back and battle through it. And uh, I think that's something that helped me, especially in my JV year. You know, Will, you talk about studying the game and getting ready for this opportunity of, of being a head coach. Is it like, do they make a, you know, like, I'm thinking you pick up a book and they make like a head basketball coach for dummies or, you know, I mean, like I would pick up a book. I mean, I, I hated Excel. Excel programs are my worst. So don't ask me to be your uh, statistician and put uh, things into Excel because I had to buy Excel for dummies. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't ask you to do that for me. But uh, how I go about studying is that I've just been around this game and, it, it, it could be as simple as just looking at YouTube videos of uh, Coach K or stuff he runs or um, reaching out to former coaches. It's just you if you want to do something, you have to be able to find ways to get better, find ways to learn the game. Um, a couple weeks ago, I reached out to a coach that I played against in high school. I mean, in college, I should say. And I just said, hey, um, I'm just reaching out. I'm looking for advice. And um, he was nice enough to lend his hand out to me, and I actually got on a Zoom call with Coach Larry Brown. So, wow! If you want something and you put your mind to it, you can. You just have to be. You can't be afraid to ask. Um, you ha you have to always want to push better. Want to push, push, push. Um, the worst that someone can say to you is no. So I always do the best I can. YouTube, looking stuff up online. The internet's a great tool, and reaching out to people that I uh, played against or coaches that I was under. Um, coaches that I played against, stuff like that. It's um, basketball is a family, so you can't be afraid to reach out and uh, see where you can get help from. Well, wow, you sound excited about all this, Will. That this is uh, this is kind of the uh, the new era of Spartan basketball. It seems. Yeah, we're we're hoping, we're hoping. Uh, I I'm in a very enthusiastic person, um, very positive person, and um, I feel as if that rubs off on a lot of people. So I'm going to come in and uh, try to do things the right way, like I said earlier, and. Uh, I'm just I'm ready to get going so I'm hopeful that we can get a season going because I am super excited super stoked well Will uh, it was great to cut your teeth here in the radio uh, land and uh, of course uh, you will be uh, asked upon during the season I'm sure to uh, come back here on uh, Sports Saturday it was great uh, speaking to you you said you're ready to get going we're going to let you go get back to studying and get back to ready to lead these Spartans to war thank you thank you guys for having me on I really appreciate it and uh, I look forward to our talk 
<laughs> they may come on short notice. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll be ready. <laughs> All right. Well, there you have it, Doc. Will Bracey joining us this morning on the program. We'll step away, take a timeout, come back and wrap up the broadcast this morning right here on AM 1360, 106 FM, worldwide at WPPARadio.com. You missed the show live. Don't forget we're a podcast. You can find us on our host site, anchor.fm. We're also on the Google and Apple podcasts along with Spotify. It's WPPA Sports Saturday. Does your bank come to mind when you think about the best things in your life? If not, consider a financial institution who has the experience in customer satisfaction. At CACL Financial, we've been voted the best bank in Schuylkill County for six years in a row. If you live, work, or worship in Schuylkill County, then CACL can help you with your financial needs. We have top quality products like free checking, lower fees, and better deposit rates than the competition. CACL Financial's goal is to deliver quality financial services to our members. Find out for yourself how it feels to work with a financial institution that's committed to helping you. Now, even more convenient with our newest location on the Port Carbon St. Clair Highway with easy in and out drive through banking and a state-of-the-art ATM. CACL Financial voted the best bank in Schuylkill County six years in a row in Pottsville and now on the Port Carbon St. Clair Highway. Trust CACL Financial committed to your customer satisfaction. If your nonprofit organization is planning an event in the near future and you want everyone to know about it, WPPA's Activity News is for you. Just email your information to deb at pbcradio.com or in the mail, WPPA Activity News, Post Office Box 540, Pottsville, PA 17901. Remember, send your information at least two weeks in advance and no phone calls, please. Activity News on WPPA, where we care about our community. Welcome back, WPPA Sports Saturday. And boy, Chaz, what an energetic young man that Will Bracey is. Talking there, the new head coach of the North Google Spartans. And, you know, we're going to have a lot of new coaches uh, as the seasons turn here. Yeah, you and John talked to uh, Eric Moucheron, the new girls coach at Mono Area last week. We know Mono Area boys are in search. They haven't announced yet anyway that I've seen their new boys basketball coach. Pottsville's in search of a new basketball coach. Things in the wintertime that got shut down and looked different at the end of last year. Boy, is the landscape going to be a lot different to open up this year, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's going to be a little different, but it's going to be interesting. But, you know, you want to talk about interesting and different landscape. You want to talk about all that stuff. You know, we've got to touch on Penn State football. Uh, of course, the Big Ten coming out. Uh, there was a rumor an hour before the official announcement uh, came out that uh, the Big Ten just looking at doing conference games for the college football season. Yeah, it was a little interesting when you looked at it. Now, if you look up Penn State's schedule, you'll see it says it starts September 26th Yeah, when their Big Ten schedule starts. They had an open date on the 10th which worked in our favor, but I don't want to let the cats out of the bag on the uh, football guide just yet or the football broadcast schedules because we know we're going to have football in the fall here. Boy, oh, boy, that's wishful thinking, <laughs> and I sure am hoping. But, you know, so it'll be interesting to see because I know the Big Ten has said that there's a possibility they want to look at adding a 10th league opponent Mm-hmm. to these team schedules so hopefully the 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 look is to get everybody an even five and five mixture of home and away games in their big 10 conference schedule i mean when you look at the fallout from this though places like uh, kent state who was supposed to come to penn state and everybody asks every year why do they play akron why kent state why this team why well, that because team there's a conference that, deal there is a conference deal yeah. and that essentially is funding 
their football program Correct. playing against these big schools. So Tell it'll be interesting makes. to see how they can recoup some of that money. Some of these smaller schools that are playing in these Power Five games, mm-hmm. uh, you know, games a lot of times teams people say you shouldn't be a part of. But uh, it's interesting to see if they'll add that game before the 26th. Do they look at the bye week? Because I don't think everybody has the same bye week. So it'll be interesting to see where they fit that into the mold, so to speak. Yeah, but you know, I'm thinking like if you're playing 10 games, you probably want a bye week. Uh, yeah, I mean, in there somewhere. So eliminating the bye week maybe isn't what they're looking at. They might be looking at saying, hey, we're going to start at the 19th or we're going to start at whenever. Uh, I think, yeah, I mean, you want me to be honest with you. I think you look two weeks up. So you're saying the 26th. I think you're looking at the 10th or the, the, the 12th. It would be around the 12th, maybe the, 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 even the 5th. Okay, and people are probably saying, well, what, what is he getting at here? Listen, we play a game, and then we get to understand, hey, you know, at least we have a snapshot saying, all right, we played a game, we had that, uh, you know, human-to-human contact, that inner close interaction. Now let's see how it reacts, you know. Now we take the testing for the next two weeks, three weeks, and we see what happens from there. And then we know, hey, we can't play anymore. Or, hey, you know, we got one confirmed case out of, you know, uh, 75 and 150 players. All had, you know, pretty much close contact. We're good to roll. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense to me. And, and you know, when you have that Petri dish, so to speak, and you have a couple of weeks to examine it, it certainly makes your decision-making a whole lot easier. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if that is the case, if they're thinking this. I mean, you are a doctor. At least you play one on the radio. <laughs> I, I'm not a, a, a real doctor. I will tell you, I'm not, I only play one on a radio. You know, it's only a nickname, stuff like that. Uh, no, um, I mean, I will be the first to tell you, I do not understand the COVID-19. Uh, I listen to the uh, professionals in every way possible. Uh, I wash my hands. If I can't wash them, I sanitize them. If I can't sanitize them, I, you know, wash them, whatever. I do what I have to do. I wear a mask. Uh, I mean, I do what my fellow Americans ask for me. I'm not selfish. I'm not one of those people. So, you know, I, I, I want sports. Yes, I do yearn for football. I love football. It's no secret. Friday nights, I'm out doing a game. Saturday, I'm yearning to watch some football. Sunday, I'm yearning to watch some football. Monday nights, I'm ready to watch some football. And Tuesday night, I take a break. Sometimes, sometimes I watch some highlights so I have some football in my life. Wednesday night, I watch the replay. Thursday night, I watch the college game. You know what I mean? So it's a, a vicious cycle, as my wife would say. She's a football widow. I don't know that I can enjoy Sunday football anymore. I just think it's I, – I just can't. You know, with all of uh, – the social issues delving into athletics I, it's that's that's you know what i mean that's the part where where you know if you want to be it. if you want to be a social activist do it on your whatever tuesday through thursday gig <laughs> you know what i mean that that's the time and place for it i, I don't think that it needs to be brought into every aspect oh, of our lives move on. take it out campaign move, back uh, again. move that I take it out campaign it was here for a few years you left it go you went I didn't back let it go. Uh, i never yes, i haven't you, watched the nfl for oh, a while oh let it go already relax let your hair hair down oh you got a haircut i see since we went green yeah uh finally, <laughs> finally found a barber with a three guard <laughs> well I, I i'm a one one all the way around baby anyhow, every four weeks. you know it, it's just amazing 
that, you know, the anticipation is continuing to build for football, for, for high school football in the area, for college football, for professional football, for anything and everything. Uh, we saw what NASCAR was able to pull off, and so far... Yeah, you had so some good people. You, um, you know, they, they've had some people test positive. Jimmy, Jimmy Johnson, um, which I don't understand the timeline, um, how he was not cleared to race last Sunday, but is cleared to race tomorrow. Well, here, here, here um, here's meaning how it works. that he probably had this when he was at Pocono. I would guess if if the expert timelines are ten days, you know, well, no. wh- where did all this come from? Well, don't forget Pocono. They are there what Saturday and Sunday. So let's say he takes a test Friday, okay? It's not evident, all right? Now, maybe they don't take a test Saturday and Sunday. They just take it Friday when he arrives. Did they stay at the track? I don't know. I mean, remember, they do have motorhomes. So did they stay there Saturday and Sunday? Traditionally, when they first started up, we drove to Darlington. We drove home. We drove to Charlotte. We drove home. Okay, now are they staying in the track? I mean, you come in Friday, well, maybe. No, what I've seen was during during the Pocono thing, we had access to uh, all the Zoom media show. stuff, yep. and if you noticed, the drivers were still at home on Friday when those media obligations were being handled. They were um, in their homes. They were on their decks. Wait, wait. You do understand? I mean, I know. We are in the communications business, but we are in the voice communications business, and we still worked a lot of this. So I want you to understand, in my real life, I do a lot of Zoom. Sometimes I'm sitting on a couch waiting for my friend Jerry to come home. Okay? Sometimes I'm standing in AT&T Stadium waiting for the Cowboys to take the field. Sometimes I'm amongst 107,000 of my best friends with the Nittany Lion shooting out over my shoulder you understand that right what in zoom we could put different backgrounds up <laughs> no i didn't know that <laughs> yeah so you know I, sometimes i'm waiting for my friend jerry to arrive sometimes kramer slides through the door uh and says hello or george might be hanging out with me or elaine might be hanging out with me aka i'm in jerry seinfeld's apartment you gotta show me how to do that <laughs> See? See, and people think the promos that we make when we went, like, on Facebook and stuff, like, you were joking that you didn't really understand any of it? <laughs> I wasn't. I really wasn't. Yeah, yeah, I could put myself about anywhere on a Zoom call, so <laughs> you got to be aware of that. <laughs> really? Yes. Yes. So, you, you mean, I could be sitting in Maui, okay, on a Zoom call. Yeah, I mean, I'm sitting at my desk, but... Looks like the backdrop always has the office behind me when I do them here. I mean, <laughs> I guess I got to figure out how to how to change that and make it make yeah. it a little more tropicale. Yeah, see, <laughs> see, you could really fool with people. Like I was on one the other day. That's the first I used the Jerry, I, and they're like, "Where are you at?" I'm like, "Wait for my friend Jerry to come home." <laughs> You were sitting in Seinfeld's apartment. Yeah, I was sitting in his apartment. Wow, I did not know you could do that. But yeah. but anyway, I, I'm hoping that the NASCAR people were actually where they were because, I mean, like John Hunter Nemechek, his dog was barking at one point. He yelled out to the dog to, to quiet down because he couldn't hear what was going on. So I think a lot of them, are, that's the track they're taking for, no pun intended, but that, that they're, they're just kind of flying in the day of the event or maybe the day before the event. So now what I was saying is, is if he flies in, he tests negative or, I mean, at Pocono. Okay, so now Monday, 
uh, let's say he contracts or starts to show that he's positive. Okay. So you have Monday to Monday. So he, he tests somewhere in the middle of the week that last week. All right. And he comes up positive. They announce it. What Friday, Thursday, Thursday, they announced it Thursday. He was positive. Okay. So then Friday he, you know, does the, the zoom calls and stuff like that. He did. So, yeah, he did. Yeah. Yeah. So now we've got Monday. He tests again. So that was just this past Monday. He tests again. That's seven days. Okay. So now all of a sudden, let's say he tests negative. So now he has to have another negative test in 24 hours. You've got to have two back-to-back negative tests to be cleared. So he has a negative test even Tuesday, and he has a negative test Wednesday. Thursday they come out and say, hey, listen, he's racing. So that's about the 10-day timeline when you look at it. It's about the 10-day timeline, you know. So he, he attract, er, contracted it from his wife. So Yeah, he, I sent you that last week. And he's asymptomatic. Yeah. Well, it's just interesting the way that everything just kind of shook out and, and took a whole, you know, new new track. Then all of a sudden, bang, from one week to the next, he's ready to come back racing physically cleared and all that kind of stuff. And um, it was just kind of weird to me because, and, you, you know, with, with everything you hear, no story seems to be the same. Yeah. You know, and how it's going to. That's why it's the novel coronavirus. We and, really don't understand it. It's new. Right. And, you know, to, to figure all of this out and your hopes are that you're able to make it through, you know, the sports seasons and stuff, be it high school, college, professional, that you're able to make it through these things without issue cropping up, without um, things being spiked, um, you know, and, and, and it's able to continue and, and finish its, its course as far as the season goes with uh, as little or no, hopefully no, disruptions that could happen. So that's just my take on it. But it's time to uh, say goodbye for this Saturday morning say here on Sports Saturday. Oh, please stop singing. Say goodbye to my co-host. Oh, actually, welcome back. Uh, it's nice to have you. John Powers did a hell of a job while you were missing for two weeks. Uh, I hope that assignment was fun well we'll see you it know. seemed it seemed to bear fruit but anyway we got to thank our financial benefactors none bigger than cacl financial 1800 west market street in the city of pottsville their new location along the port carbon st Clair highway and you can always find them open 24 hours a day seven days a week at caclfcu.org remember they've been voted the number one lending institution for the past six years in a row. Why is that? Because you won't find a better fiduciary relationship anywhere. Thank you to BG's Value Markets for convenient locations for your shopping experience. Check them out Millersburg, Jonestown, Minersville and Pine Grove. It's BG's Value Markets. They've got aisles upon aisles of grocery shopping savings and don't forget Charles for your summertime grilling us hot irons. Edward, if they, that meat was any fresher, you'd have to slap it. That is correct, because they got the freshest meat around. Well, maybe I should have did it this way. Party. Edward, if that meat was any fresher, you'd have to slap it. All right, let's move on, because summertime was made for sipping, my friend. And sip on, Schuylkill County. Don't forget Gears Dairy, the brand new raspberry iced tea. Available in regular, also diet decaf. It's Gears Dairy, Schuylkill County's oldest family-owned full-service dairy on the Tumbling Run Road. They've got the dairy line from whole milk to skim milk, the orange juice to start off your Saturday morning just right, the fruit, drinks, and iced tea products featuring that brand-new raspberry and raspberry diet decaf. 
Sip on, Schuylkill County. You're listening to WPPA Pottsville and translator W290DP Pottsville. Saturday morning only. Show up next. WPPA Pottsville and translator W290DP Pottsville.